You don't need to, to clap for me when I come up. That's <laughs> all right. Matthew chapter number one, as we look at the scripture tonight, just shortly, uh, the Bible says in Matthew one twenty one, and she shall bring forth a son and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now, all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, behold, a virgin shall be with child. Thou shalt bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from his sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife. And he knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Words are very important. Words that we say are important words that we choose not to say, those thoughts, uh, very important. But the words, their meanings, the words, their expressions, I don't know about you, but over the years I have found myself getting in trouble for things that I had said. And then other times I got in trouble not for what I said, but for how I said it. Uh, And so those expressions, uh, sometimes how we express ourselves, Uh, is also a way to get in trouble. But words, their meanings, uh, have so much impact. In the scripture, we find record, the record of people who have spoken and the the words and the amount of impact somebody has had by the words that they had spoken. Uh, Notable people in scripture, we can look at their lives and see how many words that they have spoken. Uh, In uh, the gospels in the New Testament, Matthew spoke 18,346 words. You look at uh, all the words that were recorded there. Luke, 37,932 words. John, 28,000. Paul, 32,408 words were attributed to to him. And so when we look at these, uh, Matthew was 13% of the New Testament. Luke, uh, 27.48. John, uh, 20.35. Paul, 23.48% of the New Testament. And so uh, cumulative, that is 84% uh, of the Bible uh, through uh, four different people. And with that, we just see the, the records of these individuals and what we know about them, what they taught, the instruction that was given was uh, by the words that were spoken. There are times where we speak and what we say doesn't really matter. Have you ever walked away from a conversation and you listened or you were the one speaking one way or the other, but when it was all said and done, the conversation had no value. There was uh, nothing really to glean by it. Uh, And uh, when we look at people in the Bible and we see the words that were spoken, the words had great meaning. We think about the people uh, in the Christmas story. We think about the shepherds. And when we look at the shepherds, though they had a great part in that Christmas story, there were only 24 words that were spoken by them. When we think about Mary, when we look at uh, Luke chapter 1, verse 34 and verse 38, 
when she was speaking with the angel, only 24 words were spoken. You look at the Magnificat uh, in Luke 1, 46 to 55, her praise to God. Uh, and with that, uh, there were 138 words that were uh, listed by Mary there. In Luke chapter number 1, uh, I'm sorry, and then uh, in John chapter 2, at the Lord's first uh, miracle, we find that uh, here in that uh, spot, there were 11 words uh, that were spoken. Uh, but seven of those words, uh, we, we see in John 2, 5, uh, he said, she said, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. And she was looking at the Lord when she told these people uh, to do whatever the Lord had said. You know, if we followed just those seven words out of the Bible, we'd be doing pretty good. Uh, but here we, we see the, the importance, the power of words. And with that, when we look at different dialogues in Scripture, there might be few words spoken, but great things happened. I think about uh, Mark chapter 9, when a man who had a son that was demon-possessed came to the Lord for his son to be healed. And there was a, uh, the beginning of that a conversation. I can sort of imagine my dad having this conversation with the Lord when I was a teenager. Uh, it says, Master, I have brought unto thee my son, which hath a dumb spirit. <laughs> and of course, he was referring to a, a demon-possessed young person. Uh, but with that, he had that dumb spirit. And verse 18, it says, And whithersoever he taketh him, he teareth him, and he foameth and gnasheth with his teeth, and he pineth away. And I spake to thy disciples that they should cast him out, and they could not. And he answered and said unto him, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him unto me. And they have brought him unto him, and when he saw him, straightway the spirit tear him. And he fell on the ground and wallowed foaming. And he asked the father, how long ago since this came unto him? And he said, of a child. Can you imagine, parent, having a child that was demon-possessed? What tragedy that this was taking place. And Jesus saith unto him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. And straightway the father of the child cried out, and he said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. You know, we, we look at these words and this event, if you have been in church uh, much, this is a story that you have heard, you, you understand the, the depth of it, but uh, you couldn't probably quote this passage. But those last seven words are words that are quoted over and over again. Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. You see, those words, the power that were in those words. But when we look back at the, the Christmas story, there's a key person in that Christmas story who didn't say anything. When you look historically and you talk to theologians, they will say that there's an individual that was in that Christmas story that never said one word. Or there is not recorded, of course, a word from them. 
a prominent person in, in Scripture, yet to have no word. But for a prominent person in Scripture, to have only one word is probably just as powerful. Because if there is only going to be one word, that word would have to be a special word. When we look at this important person, his genealogy was listed in Matthew chapter 1. We look at this individual and his genealogy, his pedigree, his ancestry, his family tree, it is laid out. And it showed that this individual was in the kingly line. He was in the Davidic line uh, to be king one day, but Rome was in rule and Jerusalem, uh, the people of Israel, they had no king at that time. And so uh, that did not matter, but he was in that kingly line. Uh, But Joseph uh, is that individual that is not attributed any words uh, to be spoken in the scripture. And though he was not the the earthly father of Christ, he was not the the biological father of Christ, the uh, God was through the Holy Spirit, Uh, but even though he was not the biological, he was still a person of great value in the life uh, of Jesus and uh, was a part of uh, God's plan. He was a good man. He was an honest man. Uh, We look, he was a moral man. He was a man of integrity, yet when you look through scripture, you don't have him saying anything. But if we look at scripture, we can see one word. Only one word. If there was only one word that you could say, what would it be? If there was only one word that, that you would be known for, what word would that be that you would want to be known for? And here, when we think about this good man, we see that only one word was mentioned in, in Matthew 1, verse 24. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him and took unto him his wife. And he knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son. And he called his name Jesus. The only word that we have recorded that Joseph would have said was Jesus. What a word. What a word to, to be known for. What a word to, uh, to speak and to say. Uh, he is the one uh, that, that uh, called his name Jesus. And if we had to have one word to be preserved uh, into eternity, uh, uh, what would that word be? And I can't think of any other word that would be more valuable than to speak the name Jesus. Jesus. You know, that, that word right there is a special word. It is not just a name. It is all that that name represents. 
It is all that that name uh, means and uh, to each and every one of us. And Jesus, what a beautiful name. It's a name that is above every name. Philippians chapter 2, verse 8. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and gave him a name uh, which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to, glor- to the glory of God the Father. Uh, he said God had given him a name which is above every name, that name Jesus. And here we are celebrating Jesus. We are celebrating his birth, uh, but his birth, uh, what he did in that starting place uh, for God in the flesh, for God incarnate. Uh, That was just the beginning of what he was going to do. But the whole life represented who he was and what his purpose was. And Jesus, uh, there is just something about that name. Uh, Bill and Gloria Gaither wrote a song, uh, very familiar, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's just something about that name. I'd sing it for you, but uh, uh, I, I want you to just stay focused on Jesus. All right, but uh, uh, Master, Savior, Jesus, like the fragrance after the rain. Jesus, 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 let all heaven and earth proclaim. Kings and kingdoms shall all pass away, but there's something about that name. Uh, There is something about the name of Jesus and all that his name represents. And uh, if you're saved this morning, you are a child of God. It is because of Jesus. It's because of what he has done. It is because of his willingness as God to leave heaven and come to the earth and being in the fashion of a man. He came, uh, he humbled himself so uh, he could come, but not just come, but he would come and die on the cross so we would have that gift of salvation. Uh, It's in the name of Jesus that we find salvation. It's in the name of Jesus that we find joy. It's in the name of Jesus that we find hope. It's in the name of Jesus that we find peace. Uh, It's in Jesus that we find forgiveness. It's in Jesus that we find healing. It's in Jesus uh, where we find restoration and recovery and reclamation. Uh, Jesus, uh, the name of Jesus, the person of Jesus brings us peace, brings us meaning, brings us uh, uh, meaning into our life. It's Jesus uh, that's the one who saves. It's Jesus the one who heals. It's Jesus. Jesus, the one who loves. It's Jesus, the one life revolves around. What a name. What a name. When we first got saved and accepted Christ as our personal Savior, we found ourselves at church. And we found ourselves at church again and church again and church again. And our family did not understand. They're like, man, you're always at church. You know what happened when we found salvation, when we found Jesus, or when Jesus found us? Everything changed. You know, Jesus is not just someone we celebrate on Christmas. Though I'm glad that we can But Jesus was the the word that we have recorded that 
uh, Joseph said. And I can't think of a better name to say. I can't think of a better word to be remembered for. And he called his name Jesus. And so tonight we celebrate the one uh, whose name represents all that is good. We celebrate the one uh, who has given a name Jesus. Jehovah saves uh, Jesus. Uh, Jesus said in John 14, 6, uh, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And if any person is going to find themselves in heaven when they take their last breath here, it's because they have put their faith in Jesus. He's the only one. He is the only way. And he came not just to be born, he came to die, to die on that cross and pay redemption's price for you and for me. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. It's in the name of Jesus. Salvation is in the name of Jesus. Mary, the mother of Jesus, told the servants to do whatever he commanded them. Simeon, uh, we find uh, in uh, uh, John in Luke 2, uh, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now let us thy servant depart in peace according to thy word, for mine eyes have seen thy salvation. Here as he was looking into the face of baby Jesus, he said, mine eyes have seen salvation. Is there a time that you have seen, time when you have personally trusted Jesus as your Savior? That's why he came. That's why we celebrate Jesus. It wasn't just that he was a good man. He was God, God in the flesh, who came to offer a gift, that gift of himself for all the world. Why? Because we needed a Savior and here we celebrate that one whose name is Jesus. Oh, what a name. If you're not saved tonight, you need to put your faith in Jesus Christ. Let me encourage you on this Christmas Eve to, to ask Jesus to be your savior. Because without him, the Bible says that we are condemned already. But when we put our faith in Christ, we have that hope of eternal life. I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. What a blessing. What a gift. The greatest gift that has ever been given did not have any wrapping paper on it. It didn't have a bow. It didn't have a name label on it. It was a gift that God gave to humanity in the form of his son, Jesus Christ. Oh, what a name. Jesus Let's worship him. Let's worship him for the saved, those that know Christ. Uh, let's, let's worship him and all that that blessed name represents because his name is what has given to us all that we have for the future. Only one word. Joseph is only recorded about having one word and he called his name Jesus. What a wonderful word. Let's allow that word to be coming across our lips. Let us tell others about Jesus, especially in a time 
of the Christmas season, let's tell people about how great of a Savior it is that we have. Oh, what a Savior. Father, I thank you for your goodness to us. Thank you for each person that's here tonight. And, and Lord, I do pray that uh, if there's one that does not know you, that here tonight, that they would put their faith in Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. May tonight be a night where they recognize their need. Please, heads bowed, eyes closed.